Holy Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for the privilege of life. Thank you, Lord, for providing all that we need to make our lives beautiful on this earth. Now, dear Lord, we come to you in need of help. As sinful mortals as we are, we cannot do anything without you. Therefore, we ask for consecration, O Lord. We want to please you and we pray, Father, that you will grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit, that we may receive power to do your will. As we go through the words of our devotion today, Lord, sanctify every one of us with your word and put your words in my mouth. Please, for the sake of all who would be listening, for the sake of Jesus who died on the cross of Calvary, Lord, speak to us and bless us abundantly with your word. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, January 26 God or Idols Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusted in them. Psalms 115 verse 4 to 8 In the days of Noah, a double curse was resting upon the earth in consequence of Adam's transgression and of the murder committed by Cain. Yet this had not greatly changed the face of nature. The human race yet retained much of its early vigor. But a few generations had passed since Adam had access to the tree which was to prolong life, and man's existence was still measured by centuries. Had that long-lived people, with their rare powers to plan and execute, devoted themselves to the service of God, they would have made their Creator's name a praise in the earth but they failed to do this. Not desiring to retain God in their knowledge, they soon came to deny his existence. They adored nature in place of the God of nature. Extensive groves that retained their foliage throughout the year were dedicated to the worship of false gods. Men put God out of their knowledge and worshipped the creatures of their own imagination and as the result, they became more and more debased. The men of that generation were not all, in the fullest acceptation of the term, idolaters. Many professed to be worshippers of God. They claimed that their idols were representations of the deity and that through them the people could obtain a clearer conception of the divine being. This class was foremost in rejecting the preaching of Noah. As they endeavored to represent God by material objects, their minds were blinded to his majesty and power. They ceased to realize the holiness of his character or the sacred unchanging nature of his requirements. Man will rise no higher than his conceptions of truth, purity, and holiness. 
If the mind is never exalted above the level of humanity, if it is not uplifted by faith to contemplate infinite wisdom and love, the man will be constantly sinking lower and lower. The worshippers of false gods clothed their deities with human attributes and passions, and thus their standard of character was degraded to the likeness of sinful humanity. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is God or Idols. We are looking at what happened after the days of Enoch down to the days of Noah. In Genesis chapter 5, reading from verse 21, we read, Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. You see, before Enoch begat Methuselah, he was already walking with God. And I would like to read the book of Jude, Jude chapter 1, of course he has just one chapter, verse 14 and 15, to see something into the insight of the light that Enoch received when he was walking with God. Enoch was a prophet. He received messages from God as we have seen in other devotions and these messages he took to the world to give to them. In the book of Jude, verse 14 and 15, we see an insight into the kind of message that Enoch received from God. It says, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. From this passage we can see what was going on in the days of Enoch. The people had apostatized to the point where they were even speaking evil things against God. Enoch received a message from God which he prophesied to the people, telling them the Lord is coming in judgment to execute judgment with thousands of his sins. In this prophecy was referring to the final judgment of the world, but also referring to the judgment of his own day of the antediluvians. The Lord was going to come with a flood to destroy the world of Enoch's day. And that is why in the book of Genesis 5 verse 21, it says, Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. Before giving birth to this child, Enoch had already received messages from God, letting him know what was going to be the end of this world, that it was going to be destroyed by a flood. So when he had his son, he called his son Methuselah, meaning he shall bring the flood. A very fascinating study for you to do will be to calculate the ages of these our patriarchs, the men before the flood. When you do that, you'll find out that the same year that Methuselah died is the same year that the flood came. Enoch rightly named his son Methuselah. He had received a message from God saying that he's coming with a flood to destroy the world. Methuselah means exactly that, that the Lord is coming to destroy the world with a flood. It means his death shall bring the flood. Enoch and the people like him, the sons of God who believed in God, knew that there was a judgment coming. 
And then when we go down to verse 25 of Genesis 5, it says, And Methuselah lived an hundred eighty and seven years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech seven hundred eighty and two years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were nine hundred sixty and nine years and he died. And Lamech lived an hundred eighty and two years and begat a son. And he named his and he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. You can see that apart from Enoch, his children and his children's children were worshippers of God, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. Even his father, Jared, they were all worshippers of God. These holy men, they lived expecting the deliverance from God from the corruption that was going on in their day. When Noah was born, at the time um, Enoch had already been translated, his father Lamech named him Noah, meaning he will comfort us from our sorrow. That means they knew that Noah had a special work to do on this earth. And they walked along with him, Noah, Methuselah, Lamech, Jared, and their cohorts. There were many other people who supported them, giving the message to the world and telling them of the coming judgment that Enoch had prophesied about. There was a line of holy men in that period. And like we already saw in Enoch's prophecy in Jude 15, he talked about God coming to convince the ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds. That means there was a lot of ungodly deeds going on in the days of Enoch and downwards. It was only getting worse. And that's why we read in the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 1 to 8 it says, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So there is a popular teaching that the sons of God being referred to here are angels, but it's not. Reading the book of Luke chapter 3, when the genealogy of Jesus was being traced, his descent was being traced down to Adam. We read the following, Luke chapter 3, verse 37 and 38, it says, because Jesus' lineage was being traced down to Noah, down to Adam, and talked about it as saying this way, which was the son of Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Mahaliel, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, 
which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Adam is called the son of God. And if you remember Seth, the next uh, child of Adam, that was his uh, lineage, was someone that was made in his image and likeness. That's what the Bible says. Seth also being the son of God, the children of Seth, the children of Seth, not the children of of, K, of um, Adam now because Adam had Cain as his child also. So if you say the children of Adam, you're referring to Cain and Seth. So it's not the children of Adam, but the children of Seth are the ones called the sons of God. And the daughters of Cain are the ones called the daughters of men. As I just read now, just in case you want to know, Luke 3 verse 37 and 38 makes us understand that the son of God is Adam. And when we read the book of um, Genesis 4, the last few verses, it tells us that Adam begat a son in his likeness and his image and called him Seth. This son, Seth, is the son of God also. Adam being the son of God, his child, Seth, being the son of God. And every child that was coming from Seth that, that we read, Enoch, Canaan, Mahaliel, Enos, Jared, Lamech, Noah, they were all the sons of God. But there was this apostasy among these sons of God. These men from the holy line, some of them saw the daughters of Cain, the daughters of men, that they were fair and beautiful and seductive. That's the word because it doesn't. The people Eve's children were also beautiful. But the thing is that these one from Cain's lineage, people who had forgotten God, who were idolaters, they were seductive, dressing and behaving in a way to appeal to the flesh, and the sons of God saw them that they were fair and they apostatized in marrying them today we are looking at one of the scenes of these antediluvians which is idolatry you see when enoch said that god was coming to execute judgment on the ungodly because of the ungodly deeds they had committed one of these ungodly deeds is idolatry as we read in the book uh conflict and courage page 32 paragraph 4 it says the men of that generation were not all in the fullest acceptation of the term idolaters many professed to be worshippers of god they claimed that their idols were representations of the deity and that through them the people could obtain a clearer conception of the divine being this class this class was foremost in rejecting the preaching of noah as they endeavored to represent god by material objects their minds were blinded to his majesty and power. They ceased to realize the holiness of his character or the sacred, unchanging nature of his requirements. End of quote. This is the deceptive part of idolatry. You see, in the book of Exodus chapter 20, in the commandments of God, we are told clearly from verse 4 to 6, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. This is the instruction. Don't make, not to talk of bowing. But the people decided to make images with the excuse. You see, when we commit sin and attribute our sin with um, holy motives, that is the worst kind of sin. And that is why it says that these people who did this, making the images and saying that it was used to bring them closer to God. You ever heard something like that today? People do, do the same thing today. They make images of so-called Jesus. Many do not know today 
that those pictures of the so-called Jesus that they have in their homes and they hang around their necks is idolatry. Because the instruction to us in Exodus 20 verse 4 is do not make any image of anything, whether you say it is in heaven above or in the earth beneath or in the waters, don't make, not even don't bow because some of them will tell you I'm not bowing to it. Don't make at all is what God's instruction is. Don't give the excuse that, oh, this my own, this my own image is from heaven, from the heaven of heavens, an image of God, an image of Jesus. That is the worst kind of idolatry. And like we read here, that those people who were doing that, that this was the class that was foremost in rejecting the preaching of Noah because to themselves they felt they were religious people and they would not listen to Noah. And today, the same thing is happening. The kind of idolatry we see today, people are worshipping their GOs, carrying their pictures in their neck and in their offices. You see the pictures of so-called men of God. That's what they call the men of God. And some come to office and pray, oh, the God of this person, the God of that person. They are, they are already carrying idolatry to great lengths. Now, this is not image of um, stones and, and wood and all of that. This is worshipping men themselves. Men have become idols to their fellow men in the name of worshipping God. And that was us happening in the days of the Antediluvians. In the name of worshipping God, they made images to themselves saying that it was God, that they were trying to come nearer to God, that God is far away. So to make them have some, some kind of devotion and a sense of uh, his presence, presence that's what they will say to have a sense of his presence we get the pictures and we hang it in the house and you call it picture of jesus make it look as holy and as uh, captivating as possible but i tell you brothers and sisters are you doing that that is verily idolatry the lord was so clear on this matter that when he appeared to the children of israel to give them the commandments and speak to them from that mount sinai he made it clear to them in deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 15 down to 19 he said Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves. For you saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb, that is Sinai, out of the midst of the fire, lest you corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flyeth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. Unless thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God had divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. God gave a warning to this end. Idolatry is the practice of hidden nations worshipping of the sun the moon the stars and things in the heaven it shows itself today in the weekly horoscope you see people following the weekly horoscope and they're asking what is your star this one say i'm sagittarius i'm capricorn i'm cancer and pisces and iris and all of that all those things are idolatry that is receiving messages from the constellations thinking that those are your gods and they are the ones telling you how your day is going to be oh today your day is going to be like that and like this therefore do this and do that and how did they get that message from so-called monitoring of the stars and the constellations that is how they got the message horoscope horrible thing called horoscope a worship of other gods for man's self making an idol out of nature it is what leads to that thing we call horoscope today our all around us we see all forms of idolatry in many religions idols are made out of people 
of wood, of gold and stone, everything is all around us. And that was what the antediluvians did in the name or in the, in the, in the excuse of trying to worship God. They made for themselves idols and there are those who are worshipping nature. They are worshipping nature and making nature their God. But God is very clear on this matter of the results and why we shouldn't do this. In Romans 1, reading from verse 19, it says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, and even for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and the men, burning in their lust one toward another, left the use of the woman, and then also turned themselves into something else. I'm just paraphrasing that. So, what do we learn from here? When we forget God, which is what the antediluvians did, forget God and put him out of our mind, oh, it's a terrible thing. The results are what we just read now. Conflict and Courage, page 32, paragraph 3, says men put God out of their knowledge and worship the creature of their own imagination, and as a result, they became more and more debased. The corruption teeming all around us today can be traced down to forgetfulness of God and idolatry. That is where we can trace it to. When we forget God, we become wicked people. In the book of Psalms, chapter 50, we see God addressing that. Take note, forgetfulness of God makes us become wicked people. Idolatry brings about wickedness. Psalms 50, verse 16, downward says, But unto the wicked, God said, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? Seeing thou hatest instruction, and casteth my words behind thee. When thou sawest a thief, then thou consented with him, and hast been partaker with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue frameth deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. Thou slanderest thy own mother's son. These things thou hast done. And I kept silence. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such an one as thyself, but I will reprove thee and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that forget God lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to deliver. Two things I want to take from this passage. First of all, you see that these wicked people, because of their wrong concept of God, they thought that God is like themselves. That is what happens when we get into idolatry. Men will rise no higher than his conceptions of truth, purity and holiness. That's Conflict and Courage, page 32, paragraph 5. If the mind is never exalted above the level of humanity, 
it is not uplifted by faith to contemplate infinite wisdom and love, the man will be constantly sinking lower and lower. The worshippers of false gods clothed their deities with human attributes and passions, and thus their standard of character was degraded to the likeness of sinful humanity. End of quote. This is what will always happen. In Psalms 50, you saw God saying to the people, you thought that I am like you. The concept the wicked has of God is like themselves. They think God is like themselves. And that is why they continue in the wickedness. But how do they think God is like themselves? First of all, it is by putting God out of the mind and having idols for themselves to worship, which are, like I said today, humans. Some human idols are available for people to worship today in the name of general overseers of churches or in the name of sportsmen and music stars and also uh, some prominent so-called people in the world. People worship them today. And when we have this concept in our minds that this is deity, just a man like you, or you make idols and say, oh, this is the, what is Buddha? Buddha is a deity, but it's a human being who had lived many years ago and people are worshipping this man today. And he's not God. But Jesus is God. But even Jesus says, do not make any idols. And every Christian today who is claiming that the pictures in their homes are pictures of Jesus, the word of God, Jesus himself condemns you for doing that. He says, don't make any picture, any image of anything. Whether you say it is in the heaven of heavens or in the earth, don't make anyone. All those pictures of Jesus today, idolatry everywhere, idolatry everywhere. The ones who hang on the neck, or when you put that cross and you put someone looking as if they are mangled and crucified on that cross, all of that is idolatry. When we use that, we just put it in the home there as if it is a center of a, or an altar of where we are worshiping. All those things are idolatry. But like I said, it shows itself in various forms and the music stars and all of that. It is the same thing that is going on. And the lesson is for us today you will not rise higher than your concept of God. We are what we think God is. This is another often neglected law of the mind. Our concept of God shapes our beliefs and therefore shapes our personal character. Men are still making a God out of nature today. And like I said earlier, rooted in the corruptions of today is the belief that there is no God or that man has nature of their God or any other false concept of God. A false concept of God at best best thing it can do is to create a false standard of living for man or at its worst takes away man's accountability to god and his final judgment making man to live the way he likes without rules for where there is no god where there is the belief that man is not accountable man will be under the control of his evil passions think about it when you have a concept in your mind that God is like unto four-footed beasts or wooden idols that cannot talk. Like we read in our key text for today in Psalms 115, verse 4 down to 8, their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusted in them. This is a law of the mind. You make an idol, you will become like it. 
anything that is in your mind as this is what God is, you will not rise higher than that concept you have created in your mind of God. Because man has in his mind that God is the highest. That is the highest height of what man can be. You cannot rise higher than your God. Whatever your God is, you see that God as the epitome, the height of what man can be. So because in the mind, we feel or see or perceive that whatever I have made a God to myself is a standard of my life. I will not rise higher than it because I am not the highest, highest height I can get to is God. So if, if I feel that God is Buddha or God is any other idol, what do you think my character will be like? It will not rise higher than whatever Buddha is. There are those who have made God out of other men today and they repeat the same characters of these men today terrorism is in the rise why do you think so they talk about holy war the man whom is being worshipped under the guise of religion in his own life lived a life of war so the people who worship him believe that they can go around killing people they are not rising any higher than their concept of god if you believe that that is what your god is holy war man who goes around killing and marrying many wives and all of that that is what you would do also if you believe that your god is uh or there is no god like i said at worst what will it do for us accountability is gone atheism is the worst kind of idolatry if we can call it that anyway because what it does to us is that man has no accountability to any being and therefore having no accountability to any being what does he do he lives his life the way he likes giving loose rein to his passions giving in to all his indulgences and desires since he is not accountable to anything whether it is wood silver gold stubble it doesn't matter as far as he is not accountable he lives the way he likes i've listened to an atheist one time and he was asked a question if a house is on fire and there's a man inside it and you have a dog also your dog is in the house and you go in there to save one of the two which will you save first and the atheist said my dog why would he say my dog because he doesn't believe in god and to him there's no difference between the dog and the man we are all just evolving that's how they believe it and that's why the sacredness of human life means nothing to this person man will rise no higher than his concept of god but when we have the right concept of god it transforms the life that was what we have been talking about in the life of enoch enoch perceived god in the right manner believing in the god of, that is found in the word the commandments of god revealing his character also enoch revealed that character he rose to the concept of god he had in his mind and that is in the likeness of the character of our lord and savior jesus christ but if you put another thing as your god in your mind an idol that is where you will stop your character cannot rise any higher than that and this is the evil of idolatry the corruptions we see around us today the bible told us as we read in romans 1 that god gave them up to their own lusts since they chose to remove him out of their mind the antediluvians did it and today people are doing it changing their values because of their concept of god and those who have no god in their life or the wrong kind of uh, perception of who god is you see it in their beliefs you see it in their characters you see it in their decisions in their 
dealing with their fellow men in the beliefs and um, the choices they make and the laws of the land it reflects the belief of the people this is the evil of idolatry and we are warned today to beware the lesson for us is know god and have the right concept of god and not a wrong one know him for who he truly is and don't create a wrong idea of who god is 1 corinthians chapter 10 verse 6 now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted and verse 11 now all these things happen unto them for in samples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come brothers and sisters the lesson is before us today's lesson is a lesson that we should not repeat we have been seen in the life of enoch what we should replicate and today the lord is warning us don't go in the same line that the antediluvians went in idolatry may the lord help us amen let us pray holy father in heaven we thank you for the lessons you have taught us from your words today forgive us lord for practicing idolatry in various ways sometimes ignorantly sometimes we make excuses for it thinking that we are doing right please forgive us there are many who are into this sin today very difficult to convince them of the evil i pray lord that you will touch the hearts of men that they may see the evil in this idolatry and turn themselves away from it i pray father that you help us in whatever way to be people who can teach and make others to understand these things that people may turn away from the evil of their of their way there might be ways in which we are practicing this unknown to us please lord may your word come deep into our hearts and uproot the evil in us be with us dear lord and give us grace to put into practice all that we have learned in jesus name i've prayed amen Thank you.